Hey there, humans. This is Academy Award winning actor and intergalactic bounty hunter Gary Busey. And just like y'all, I love listening to podcasts, except I request that they're beamed directly into my skull cavity. So you're listening to the greatest podcast out there. Enter the nerd zone, and I'm zapping at you from the brain of Gary Busey. Ha ha! And just like that, another Sterling celebrity endorsement. And guess what, folks? I'm not flying solo anymore. I got me a partner. Pete, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. And that's, <laughs> and, 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 and that's called teamwork right there. That's the exactly. show prep. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Pete is going to be joining me full time. It is, it's not like I'm no longer going to say this is my this is our podcast. This is our nerd podcast. And, and we're going to talk all things nerdy to y'all out there. Just like Gary Busey said, we're going to get it out to you. That's right. Just like Gary Busey said, we're, we're going to zap it. We're going to zap it to you from our brain cavity. That's exactly and, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he just got on a motorcycle and headed out of here. I hope he's going to be okay. <laughs> he does, does, doesn't have a good history with motorcycles. No, he does not. <laughs> that's a story for another day. <laughs> but um, just, to, just to let the folks uh, out there know, uh, you know, Pete and I, uh, we, we grew up in the same town in New Jersey. And uh, we attended the same high school, although about four years apart, um, four years older. <laughs> that's all right. Um, we, we actually. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we, we attended the same college. Not only did we attend the same college, we pledged the same fraternity. Yes. Yes. And we had the same group of friends and we barely know one another. We use the words friends very, very loosely. <laughs> That's right. Very, very loosely. Yeah, we, we were uh, messaging and, and uh, instant messaging and Facebook messaging back and forth. And we just said, hey, we're nerds. We love nerdy stuff. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. And uh, we're going to form what is known as a nerdship, a, a friendship between nerds. And uh, you guys get to hear that. You get to hear us rap about all things nerdy. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, really like what our show prep is going to be is, you know, before we get on the air, we'll probably bounce a few ideas off of each other. Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. But once I was going to say once the cameras are rolling, that shows you what I know. Once the uh, once the tapes are rolling, if they still use tapes, uh, we're, we're, we're just going to wing it pretty much. Yeah, we don't want to be on TV. We have the faces for radio. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally <laughs> have a face for radio. <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's get to know one another a little bit better and let the, uh, let the listeners get to know us. So, um, you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to start off with a question here. Uh, This, this is, this is a classic nerd question. Star Wars or Star Trek? I am, I know both, but I'm much more Star Trek. I am a Star Star Trek Voyager junkie. The other ones I love, I like Voyager. I can watch over and over again. Voyager, that's uh, Janeway, right? That's Janeway. Yep, Janeway, and uh, can't forget Seven to Nine. But yes, that's that's the that storyline. I believe is probably my favorite out of all of them. And I do, but I do like, and I do like the new movies with all our favorite new people. 
you know, new the new Captain Kirk, the new uh, Spock, all those guys. Um, okay. But if I was going to go uh, one or the other, definitely Star Trek. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, that that's going to make a great debate because for me, it is Star Wars. Okay. Uh, Okay, and I, I mean, for me, Star Wars, Star Wars, A New Hope, Episode 4, or as I, I just call it, Star Wars, because that's how I knew it when I was a kid, that was like the first real movie I saw, um, six years old, my dad took me to it, and uh, at the time, and still kind of to this day, I, I was just like, oh my god, this is the greatest movie ever made, they will never make another movie like this ever again, so... I, I have as as much as I, I do like Star Trek. Uh, I'm I'm actually more of a, a next generation guy because uh, that's really what I watched was uh, Next Generation, Picard and Riker and all that. But uh, Star Wars for me. Well, you know, when it comes to Star Wars, I'm probably like in the minority. I love Return of the Jedi. That's probably my favorite of all of the movies that have from. Episode one, which I don't even want to call that an episode, and yeah. through now Force Awakens, and of course in a week, mm-hmm. our our new movie, The Last Jedi, which looks just as great as the other ones. But yes, I'm a Jedi all the way kind of a guy. Uh, I, I'm just gonna, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to guess uh, gold bikini. <laughs> Believe it or not, I like the. Uh, Yes. Okay. It's a gold bikini. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I will not. I, I don't blame you on that one right there. Uh. I, I mean, I love. I just, you know, the the action. I like the. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, just. I thought that that was very well made. Of course, you know, all three of them you can't argue with. Um, believe it or not, I'm one of the few Star Wars people that likes Return of the Sith. Uh, you don't get many people that like any of those three movies. But I think the storyline was fine. I think it was a matter of just some ins and outs of, you know, Leia dying. Uh, not Leia. Um, darn it. Padma. Padma, yeah. Di- mm-hmm. Yeah, di- dying because of a broken heart. I mean, that that's where I said to jump off the train, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I think out of the, uh, out of the uh, prequels, uh, Revenge of the Sith is definitely one I like. But, uh, it, you know, like you kind of say, like Padme dying of a broken heart, it just kind of reminds me of um, – I think uh, from Empire Strikes Back, the, the, the classic, you know, when Leia says, I love you, and Han's reply is, I know. Uh, little little interesting tidbit on that. Like, he was actually supposed to say, like, I love you, too. And they say that Harrison Ford walked over to George Lucas, and he was kind of like, you know, listen, you can write a great space odyssey, but you can't write dialogue for crap. And he pretty much just ad-libbed it, because he's like, Han Solo would not be like, I love you, too. He would just be like, "Yeah, I know you love me." Yeah, because he's, a, you know, he's a very cocky kind of a guy, you know, and you know, he was, you know, he was the space, the space hunk, you know, for, you know. So, yeah, at least, and it, it just kind of proved that George Lucas can't write dialogue to save his life. No, <laughs> he can't, and he can't do a, a trilogy sequel either. So. Oh God. <laughs> Jar Jar Banks. Yes, that's my favorite character, as a matter of fact. <laughs> All righty. Do you have a uh, nerd-related question for yeah, me? So, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of discussed this offline and, you know, as we were mm-hmm. getting together for the show, but who is your favorite Batman character? Who played the Batman the best? Batman the best? Okay. Well, 
that that's kind of a tough question. I, I I guess I'm gonna have like a two part answer if that's okay. That's exactly fine. Okay, well for me, I'm not gonna say that he was the best, but for me, in my heart, my Batman, no matter what, and again, not saying he's the best, but my Batman was Adam West because he was he was the first Batman that I saw and. Granted, you know, yes, I, I do say I'm old, but I watch them on reruns. <laughs> and uh, as a kid, I, like all the camping humor flew right over my head. And I took it very seriously. You know, like all these like big campy perils, giant clams and giant coffee makers and whatever. Like I took it really serious. Like, oh, my God, is Batman like Batman and Robin going to escape? Um, so like. <laughs> For me, if if somebody said like who who's your, who's your Batman, it's it's you know it's Adam West. But as portraying, it's it's tough because I'm kind of torn between two actors, and I'm gonna give one of them a slight edge, and I'm gonna say Michael Keaton simply for the fact of he totally surprised me when he was cast as Batman in Tim Burton's Batman. I was like, wait. Mr. Mom is going to be Batman. <laughs> and I thought he did a I thought he did a great job not only as Batman but as Bruce Wayne um and I know that they're actually talking about uh getting rid of uh, Ben Affleck and a lot of people are saying why not bring back Michael Keaton like the vulture in um Spider-Man Homecoming. So uh, for me the the best portrayal of Batman I'm going to say Michael Keaton Barely edging out Christian Bale. Okay, I mean, I it's funny that you mentioned my favorite Batman of across the the span is Adam West. For again, okay. for the same reasons, um, he is. I mean, that Batman was my childhood. You know, we were playing outside, and mm-hmm. that's the Batman I wanted to be, or the Robin. You know, those that was the greatest Batman there could be. And uh, one of the things that they've done is, and I don't know if you know this or not, they mm-hmm. actually put out <coughs> two cartoons or animated series, animated movies. Oh, yeah. Where Adam West and Burt Ward reprised their role as Batman and Robin. And uh, I think in the first one, Julie Newmar came back as Catwoman. Yes. And William Shatner played um, the Joker, I believe, or Two-Face. I- I think he plays Two Face. Yeah, I haven't watched the second one with Two Face, but we did watch the first one. Um, kind of, kind of funny story about Adam West, if if I can share it. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay, are you familiar with uh, the Nickelodeon cartoon Fair- Fairly Odd Parents? Yes. Okay, so if you remember, and if our listeners out there will remember, Adam West pretty much played himself on that show uh, as as a actor who played the the character Catman. And he just couldn't let it go. He just walked around as Catman and, you know, don't worry, Timmy, Catman will save you. Yes, I do so, remember that. <laughs> okay, so my, my daughter used to love watching Fairly Odd Parents and everything. So maybe about a year after all that, I'm flipping around. And the original Batman movie, um, Adam West, Burt Ward, uh, against all the, the villains, comes on. And she's like, oh, I want to watch this. So we're watching it, and it's the famous scene with the shark hanging on to him and the shark repellent. And she turns to me, and she's like, Batman's voice is so familiar. Where have I heard it? Now, at the time, she was 10, 11 years old. I said, oh, that's Adam West. And she looks at me, and she goes, wait a minute. That's a real person? 
she thought Adam West was a cartoon character. Oh. And I said, and I said, if you think about it in a way he is, you know, he, he pretty much on his career making fun of himself. And I just, I, I, yeah. I just, I, I just loved it. Like it, it just cracked me up. Cause I'm sort of like, you know, I think that's exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted kids like my daughter's age, like to, to think like, you know, wait a minute, he's real. There's really a, Well, you know, uh, it's funny with Adam West talking about a story. Mm-hmm. One of our partners in crime, John, and I were going uh-huh. to go to Grom, yes, to Comic Con in Baltimore. Yes. It's actually called Steel City Con last year. And Adam West and Burt Ward were supposed to be there. Uh-huh. We skipped it. We said, we're going to go and we're going to skip it and we'll go to the next one. And he passed away. Passed away. So, yeah, we were, and I was disappointed because again, I'm meeting my childhood hero, Batman, in person, and I missed. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. My daughter and I last year we went to Garden State Comic Fest, and they were passing out flyers and cards for all these different cons, and one of them was a Connecticut, and it said, and and you know, obviously. He had passed away probably a week before, and it had the final appearance of Adam West, Burt Ward, Newmar. And I got like a little chill up because I was like, "Man, you know, no, I, I could have seen him, and and I, I would have went nuts. I, I would have went nuts just to meet, you know, yeah. I mean, just just like you said, Pete, you know, he he was my Batman growing up, and um, I think. You know, hearing like another funny story was we all know Mark Hamill, uh, kind of tying it back to Star Wars. Hamill the, the trickster. <laughs> well, he was the trickster. Yes, he was. <laughs> I think we, we discussed this before. I actually think, even though his Joker is kind of iconic, I think him as the trickster is so much better. And that's probably one of his best characters ever played. Oh, yeah. And it's totally underrated because nobody watched that show in the 90s. And, uh, you know, I did. I mean, oh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, you know what though i watched when they did the, the tv movie uh, like revenge of the trickster or something yeah exactly yep it. yep and i was i was blown away i was like oh my god luke skywalker's a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> they canceled that show because of uh desert storm not to go off on a tangent so anyway <laughs> yeah um, oh, but so I, I'd heard an interview with him where he was doing, a, um, they did a Lego. Now I know they did a Lego Batman movie in theaters, but they had done like on the web, some Lego Batman series and he was going to voice the Joker. And he said like, he, he walks into the voiceover studio and who's sitting there to play Batman, but Adam West. And like, he tells the interview where he was like, I was like a little kid. I was gushing. I was like, Oh my God, it's Batman, you know? And it's, and I'm like, and I'm thinking I would have been the same way. I would have been, I would have been speechless. I would have been like, uh, you know, I, I need like a, a half hour break here. I, I don't know if I can compose myself. No, I, I, I understand that feeling. You know, that's, I think we all felt that way about Adam West, right? Yeah, I, I really did. And and when I heard he passed away, I, I, I was a little sad about it, but um Hey, let's keep this rolling here. So, uh, okay, we talked some Star Wars, Star Trek. We talked some Batman. Um, 
comic book wise, would you say you're more Marvel or more DC or maybe even like an independent publisher? Like, like comic book wise, which way do you lean? I, I read mostly uh, DC. I'm not as huge of a comic book fan of the book as I am of towards TV shows, movies. Mm. But if I do read, and one that I do read consistently has been The Flash. Uh, he is my mm-hmm. ultimate favorite character. Um, so, so DC, Justice League, uh, I do like Captain America. He's also one of my favorite characters. So if I had to mm-hmm. pick and choose, it'd be Flash and Captain America. And yourself? Mm. Um, I kind of grew up more Marvel. I mean, for me, DC was like the super friends I would watch Saturday mornings. But when I really got into comics... Uh, I was a uh, I was a Marvel kid. Uh, I was actually uh, I started with the X Men. I read so many because there was at, at that time there was X Men, Uncanny X Men, uh, X Force. Uh, um, you know there was Generation X. There were so many X titles. But um, one of my favorite characters uh, in the Marvel universe was actually the Punisher. Oh, okay. He, because it was it was different. It was you know, vigilante, no superpowers. Um, and really, when I started reading this, I was a teenager. You know, and you read his backstory of of, of the the mob pretty much wiping his family. Out. He's just like, well, I'm going to take it to him, and you know, God help them. You know, and I, I guess as a teenager, that kind of stuck with me. Uh, not that I was looking to go and do that, but just. Just sort of like, wow, you know, he, all that pain and, and the handled it. And I think what also helped it out was the fact that when I started reading it, uh, I think Garth Ennis, Enos Ennis was the writer and uh, John Romito Jr. did the artwork. And it was like a very gritty, uh, you know, Frank Castle was like square jawed. He looked like, you know, uh, this big, like cinder block built kind of guy, solid and just never smiled. And it just, the writing, the artwork just were, were, were seamless. So, um, I was a big Punisher fan until I saw the, uh, Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. And then I was like, Oh yeah. I was just about to ask you if you're, uh, how, who was your favorite Punisher? You know, who played the Punisher the best? out of all these TV shows and movies that they did. Um, I, uh, I, I thought the Thomas Jane uh, movie with John Travolta was actually very good. I, I did too. And I know a lot of people really bag on that and they bag on, you know, Thomas Jane. I think Thomas Jane did a great job because I think he, he going to capture that, you know, movie. They, they wiped out. They were sort of like, oh, okay. If anybody has a last name castle, we're just, we're killing that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> You know, they killed this kid, his wife, his dad, you know, second cousin twice removed. I mean, like, they, they were, like, wiped out. And he he came back with a vengeance. Um, and he it, – it was really kind of in that Garth Ennis style. Because if you remember at the end, he, he played uh, – you know, I think John Travolta's character, like, was, like – I forget his – it was, like – he was, like – it was the Saint family, I think it was. And uh, he had like a right-hand man who, you know, somehow the Punisher kind of manipulated it to make 
John Travolta think that his right-hand man was hitting on his wife, even though the guy was gay. Yeah. And John Travolta actually ended up killing him, killing his own wife, and then realized the mistake. And I was like, this is classic Punisher. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All righty. Uh... So for the audience's purposes, just so you understand, this is going to be it, us talking about everything. So hopefully you are enjoying the show. I really hope so. And, you know, definitely, you know, check us out here on Anchor. We got that call-in feature. You know, call in, uh, make suggestions. Tell us how great we are. Tell us how not great we are. Uh, Tell us how mediocre we are. (laughs) Absolutely. I think there's going to be a lot of that. I think there's going to be a lot of, you guys are very mediocre, which which I'll take it. That's right. That's a plus. I will take it. Um, And, uh, you know, content permitting, we'll, we'll put you on the air. Absolutely. You know. That's content permitting, you know, otherwise we're, we're going to ban you, which I don't think we can do, but <laughs> That's right. we, you're done. You're banned from our show. That's uh, right. Yeah. So I vanished to the phantom zone. That's right. You're, the, you're no longer in the nerd zone. You can't enter. That's right. <laughs> Did you have a question? No, or I'm, I'm, just, I, I, I'm loving this so far. I think that as we go along, we're going to have some great stories to tell about comics, sports, Absolutely. wrestling. I know you're a big wrestling fan. Old school wrestling. Old school wrestling old school is my wrestling. thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, people that have actually one of my earlier podcasts. And I, I did you listen to my Ric Flair podcast? I, I did. Absolutely. That is slowly becoming one of my more or one of I'm going to say one of our because show now it's it's slowly becoming one of one of the more popular ones um the li- the number of listens is like creeping up there it's like it's over double digits i was like whoa who well rick flair is definitely a uh is one of the most iconic wrestlers out there oh absolutely absolutely and like uh, like i had said it in my podcast i i could just go on for hours and hours because um like he, he he was wrestling to me he was wrestling i i started with the wwf and that was fun but once i kind of became a teenager i was like oh a wrestling garbage man oh a wrestling prison guard okay i'm not 10 years old anymore like yeah and i i miraculously found world championship wrestling the show not the promotion because it eventually became the promotion but I found the show where it was just you had your blue collar guys, you had your Ric Flair with his Rolex and taunting you. And I was like, yeah, I know I know the, the outcomes are predicted. You know, they, they, they establish it beforehand. I know it's quote unquote fake. I said, but this is like, you know, these are like real guys like getting in each other's face. This is not a wrestling clown laughing at a wrestling fireman. You know, it's. Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. Nothing like the Four Horsemen. Those are the those are the four guys that really got me into following wrestling for a long period of time. Ric Flair. Okay, so that's Art Anderson. Okay, so that's going to be my question to you: Is there's there's been many uh, versions of the Horsemen? Who are your Horsemen? Who, who put together the four? Who, who's your Four Horsemen? Dream lineup. So very easy. Go ahead. Flair, obviously. Obviously. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Barry Windham. Ooh, that's a good one. That's probably that the is best a, one. 
That is a good one. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to totally agree with that. Uh, even though I started off with those three plus Ole Anderson, Ole Anderson kind of wore, he was, I was like, ah, he's like the grouchy dad. Like, That's right. They added Lex Luger, and I didn't buy it. I didn't. I was like, "Ah, eh, he's going to turn on him." Uh, Barry Windham, he was a very, he was a very good horseman. But my, as much as I love Ric Flair, I wanted to be Arn Anderson. Double A. I wanted to be Double A, the Enforcer. Oh man, he was. Whew, that's where it was at. <laughs> him and uh, Tully Blanchard really were a great tag team. I think the four of them really fed off each other. And uh, see, I like. I used to love Lex Luthor. Lex Luger, I was going to say Luthor, mm-hmm. going in the wrong direction. <laughs> um, my favorite event, I believe it was Starcade, I cannot remember the year, is when okay. Harry Windham turned on Luger to join the Four Horsemen. Yes, and I, I don't remember what year that was, but yeah, I do remember that. Because um, I think they had kind of been hinting, uh, they had kind of been hinting at it, but it still, it, it came as a shock. And I, yeah, that was definitely that was a great pickup for the horsemen. Um, so there you go, folks. Hey, listen, re- t- you know I always say wrestling is nerdy, and I say it's nerdy because you you can't talk about that really just in general and out in the public because people are going to be like, wrestling, really, really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to me, wrestling is nerdy, and and we will discuss it. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's again and for another show, obviously, but that turn from bad to good there's been so many great ones which we'll mm-hmm. i think we can do three or four shows just on the great turns from bad to good or good to bad oh yeah oh yeah because uh i mean you know of course the most famous one is the formation of the nwo but there's there, there were some great ones before and there were some yes. good ones after that so yeah that's definitely a future episode Absolutely. stay tuned stay exactly tuned. <laughs> um all right, I'm going to fire off one more question, and then, you know, if you have a, a question for me, that would be great. Um, so I know, I know you, you mentioned you love watching the DC shows. Uh, out of the four DC shows, because I'm going to say four, I'm not going to talk about the one on Fox. We're talking the CW. Uh, what's your the favorite? The Flash. Uh, yeah, I kind of said that. I there <laughs> earlier. Uh, the Flash, not just because it's The Flash. <laughs> But because it really, mm-hmm. you know, it never really, you know, there was never, this is the blur, this is this guy, this is that guy, he's the Flash. Stuck to the book, the Flash. Uh, you know, there's little, you know, little things in there, like, obviously, there's always different versions of uh, race for Iris and for Wally and those, like, those. that's the little stuff that doesn't bother me. I just think that they played mm-hmm. Barry Allen perfectly. And who would have thought a kid from Glee would be uh, yeah. Barry Allen? Yeah, and, and like I, you know, the actor's name is escaping me. I think he's a phenomenal uh, Flash, and I, I'm going to say, for me, I'm kind of stuck between Flash and Supergirl. I love them both, but uh, you know what I love about the Flash? I love all the different versions of Harrison Wells. Yes, that's very good. Uh, uh, you know, I loved as much as I loved HR in in, in the third season. Um, you know, the fact that he was not a genius um, and he was sort of like, you know, no, nah, I'm your muse. I bring you, you together. Like, I loved HR. My favorite Harrison Wells is actually the current Harrison Wells uh, or, or Harry 
uh, just because I love watching him and Cisco go yeah, out. That, like, I, I could just they, – they need a show of their own. <laughs> yeah, that is a very good combo. Again, um, I love Killer Frost, too. That doesn't hurt either to have her on the show. Oh, not, not at <laughs> but all. I, again, I think it's just really well written. My issue mm-hmm. is the – I don't – Supergirl is Supergirl. She's not one of my favorites. But, again – Okay. Uh, you need a super something in there. The one good thing about Supergirl is that mm-hmm. they brought Superman in and they didn't play games like other shows like Smallville, um, where you never see the man in the uniform in, in the suit. You know, that right. I thought was really good. Now, choice of actor, I'm not sure, but they, they made an attempt and they had him there for a few episodes. Um- uh, and again, I don't know his name. I when I first saw him, I was sort of like, "Are you kidding me?" He kind of grew on me. Um, he kind of he he has a very Christopher Reeve kind of vibe. Um, they had the big I think at the end of the second season with uh, the Daxamite invasion and Supergirl's fighting the Daxamite Queen and Superman and uh, John Jones are kind of protecting National City. And you see a drone that's going to, like, basically take out this family. And Superman comes in front of it and he blocks the bullets. And the kid's sort of like, that's so cool. And he turns and gives him a wink. I'm like, you know, you're not going to see Henry Cavill do that. Henry Cavill would just, like, stare at the kid and then fly away. Like, he does, like, the wink. He has, like, the little, like, one-liners. Uh, he fights the one guy and then he punches him through, like, four walls. And he's like, well, he tried. Like, I... I, I he kind of grew on me. Yeah, he, and he, not to go into another tangent, obviously, but Superman doesn't kill. In the movie, he no. killed. This, on Supergirl, there's no killing. I mean, it, you know, people are getting whatever, but, I mean, Superman's not killing anybody. They're trying to save people. That is the true essence of Superman. So, yeah, I, pretty much. I, again, I think that all four shows are excellent. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm... Um, you know, I want to talk about the crisis on Earth on Earth Ten or X. I think that was yes. definitely a great crossover. Oh yeah, that's that's an episode in itself. So that that's definitely something we could talk about uh, in the not too distant future. Uh, anything you want to wrap up with? No, I think we should talk about um, as we said in our promo. We're going to be here talking about. Many things, many geeky things, anywhere from sports to comics to wrestling, which is definitely three great topics, if not more. Um, but our next yeah. show next week, hopefully, I think our goal is to now focus on a couple of topics at one time. And I think our next show should be Earth, Earth, Earth 10. Crisis on Earth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, All right, listeners, uh, next week we will be discussing Crisis on Earth X. So if you haven't seen it by now, go out and see it, because when we talk about it, we are going to spoil the heck out of it. Absolutely. I will sound the spoiler alarm when we start the episode. Uh, Maybe I'll get Gary Busey back in here. Maybe he'll he'll do it. If not, Helen Hunt, she might be available. Right. If not, I think Gary Busey could do a Helen Hunt impression. Yeah, probably could. Or vice versa. <laughs> they almost have the same voice. Yeah, absolutely. Mine, yeah, absolutely. Minus the head injuries. <laughs> Very true. 
Uh, any, any, any parting words? No, I look forward to the next show. I hope you guys enjoyed our first pro- podcast. Obviously, uh, it's a, it's in the making. We're going to be better and better each time we do it. So keep listening. Absolutely. And thanks, Jack, for hey, having hey. me on. Hey, and uh, you know, I know you're going to be going to you're going to Steel City Comic Fest this week. Yes, we are. Oh, enjoy it. Yes, and we I'll talk about that um, in future shows uh, about my experiences. Sounds good. All right, Jay. Well, I guess I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Same bat time, same bat channel. Absolutely. Please don't sue us for that. I, was, I hope that's not going to be right. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.